is in the know for Wednesday, November 9, the 313th day of 2022. There are 52 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding through in the know at K105 on Richfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in... The No. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. A look back on Election Day yesterday, the results we know, the ones we don't, and we'll also have an opportunity for you to win coming up later. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. The is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm okay. The headline in my hand says the average person needs almost three days to adjust after changing the clock. So we're about three, we're a little over three days in. Are you adjusted or is that, could that be what's impacting your thought process you were talking about a few minutes ago? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I've adjusted fairly well, but yeah. Today, I don't know, my thought process is off, but I've had a lot going on. I've been noticing, though, that I've been yawning at weird times of day, and I don't think that I was yawning at those periods of time last week, even though it was an hour different than it is now. Does that make sense? I'm like, well, yeah. why am I yawning driving down the road? Like, it just doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. He is a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley. And the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. You got election hangover? Um, the the morning after the election day and... Luckily, we didn't get out of there as late as we typically do. Yeah. So it was good. It was a little bit speedier than in the past sometimes. But it's oftentimes Usually, a stressful day. So you get that, to the end is, and you go, ooh. It's more, yeah, more that about 6.45 to 7.45. Mm, where oh, yeah. they start piling in and then all of a sudden it's, I know that it was Chief Deputy Jared Vudd. It seems like he kept walking out. Got this one. Got this one. And we're like, can you can you slow down a little bit? <laughs> Put them on a conveyor belt rather than yeah, dump them on you at was, one time. It That's was about, right. yeah, it just was a nonstop stretch there of about 30 minutes. But it was good. All right. We'll talk Election Day a little more in just a moment. Wonderfully warm Wednesday. Enjoy them while you can. We're running out of these nice warm days. In fact, when you look to Saturday, all the highs for from Saturday for the foreseeable future Starts with four, so a couple more days where highs start with seven, and then one on Friday that starts with a six. We're going to see the remnants of Nicole bring potential for rain showers, mainly in the eastern half of the state. On Friday, a cold front also arriving. Friday brings falling temperatures, sets the stage for a cold weekend where we're going to see some lows in the 20s. We'll see sunny today, a high of 78, clear and 47 tonight. Increasing clouds and 74 for tomorrow is what you can expect. So Election Day, General Election 2022 has come and gone. Not sure really whether to start uh, nationally and work <laughs> our way in or start start close to home and work our way out. Um, just briefly nationally, you're seeing some races that obviously won't be called until 
uh, today, or I guess there's a chance maybe some of them even run into later later than today. But um, not not the big huge red wave or red tsunami that you heard some people banging their chest saying that it was going to be. But I do believe that at least the House will end up in the control of the GOP. But uh, the Senate may end up deadlocked exactly where it is. They're going to have to pick up a, an, the they being the GOP will have to pick up a unexpected seat somewhere along the way. It looks like the Pennsylvania thing has been has been settled, so it won't be that one. And we're probably looking for another runoff in Georgia, which means four more weeks of back and forth between Herschel Walker and Raphael. Uh, Warnock, and so we may not know the we may not know the full complexion of the Senate until those in poor the month media of company owners in that in that state. Yeah, it's it's rough. The, the poor people though, because they're the oh, ones yeah. that just get browbeaten with the if the, with the messaging. You know, if you you hear about it around here, it's like, oh well, all those signs and all the noise and all the commercials and all the da 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 da. Uh, imagine being in Georgia where you get four extra weeks and the balance of power for the entire United States of America is uh, being being fought for. Uh, let's start. Let's start locally. And I'll kind of circle back federally in a minute because the, the McGarvey and the Paul races really kind of dovetail into national politics more. But Litchfield will have a new mayor come January. Also, we'll have a 50 percent new Litchfield City Council. Uh, Harold Miller defeated the incumbent, Mayor Rick Embry, uh, yesterday, 928 to 591, to become Litchfield's next mayor. The There are three new Litchfield City Council members selected. Uh, Billy Dallas was the top vote getter. And then you had uh, Tootie Cottrell, uh, Gina Carnes, Denny Fentress, Terry Haycraft, and Clayton Miller. Now, I'm prob- surely not the only one. To notice this, but I have to. I, I don't think it can be coincidence that there was an Embry for mayor on the ballot. There was an Embry for city council on the ballot. There was a Miller for mayor on the ballot. There was a Miller for city council on the ballot, and both Embrys were not reelected. Both and both Millers were elected, and it just does make me wonder how many people think that those two are somehow connected or related. They're not, are they? No, they're not. No, no, they're not at all. And so, but it does make you wonder in a smaller community, or if if the if you were voted and said, "Well, I'm not voting for Embry," then in your mind, did that allow for you to basically say, "I'm not voting for either Embry," even though it's two completely different offices? And obviously, Clayton Miller was already a, a city councilman serving, but did that? Did then the the sixty two percent enthusiasm for Miller as mayor help bring Clayton Miller back to the council? Or conversely, did did the enthusiasm for Clayton Miller help bring Harold Miller to you know? So I'm just kind of wondering. I had seen the signs, and you'd see Embry signs out, and you'd see Miller signs out, and I would notice like, well, we got. Multiple Embrys, and we got multiple Millers. Both Embrys were defeated. Both Millers were were victorious. So I I I think there's something in the psyche potentially about that. I don't think it's just as simple as coincidence. Um, turnout locally about forty three percent. Statewide about forty eight percent. Before I get to McGarvey and and Paul, uh, Sheriff Chaffins was reelected. I, it's, I guess officially I need to mention that since that was a contested race yesterday. Kennyville mayor reelected, yeah, right? Yeah, Kennyville mayor is reelected. <laughs> Anna Majors reelected the school board, and that was a technically contested race. All four 
Caneyville commissioners were reelected as well, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, that sorted it uh, sorted itself out. Let me talk a little bit about the polling process yesterday. Um, I, I had a great experience. I, I used the center on Main, even even though I didn't have to. Um, I, I have recently my precinct has recently changed, and so I've, I've, I'm currently out of our old precinct, which was at the center on Main. But I use the opportunity and say, well, I'm going to use the center on Main because it's convenient to me, and you also see the most amount of people. Um, I I was lined up out the door. I was behind the guardrail when I it was probably about eleven o'clock or maybe eleven fifteen something like that. But it moved through relatively quickly. Now I lived through like in my life I've gone from lever machines where you actually pull a lever and you hear it click and then you <laughs> cast your ballot and it goes clunk clunk. And then when the then the computer machines came along where you dialed it in and you go <laughs> check 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 and cast. I could do that in about fifteen seconds. Well, yesterday, I'll just tell you, I started off filling in the boxes for even the uncontested races because some of them are my friends. And I was like, well, I'm going to vote for my buddy there and I'm going to vote for my buddy there. And then I got tired of filling in boxes and I went, whew, (laughs) this is a lot of filling in to do. And then, but then I got to the end and then I started, well, I can't not vote for them and I can't not vote for them. And I am a huge opponent of straight party votes. I don't care what party you're in. I despise straight party votes. I'd get rid of it. But there is a big incentive after now that we have gone to 100% paper ballot, and I understand the security of it, but there is an incentive (laughs) for you to vote straight party ticket if you're going to end up there anyway to do that so that you don't have to color in all of the boxes. But nearly what? I looked, there were 4,100 straight party tickets cast, 3,300 Republican, 558, um, yeah, no, 3,894, 3,336 were Republican, 558 were Democrat. So that's a lot, you know, compared to the number that are, that are total. And I think there's a greater incentive to do that. Um, So when I was filling out the boxes and I started and I thought, wow. Do I really have to, like the ones that are uncontested? But I was afraid when I got to the end of the process and fed it through the machine and that there were people waiting and all that. And the machine will yell at you. That it would spit Mm -hmm. out back at me and be like, try again. Miss Shirley was trying to help a gentleman who was having some trouble that he got fatigued and didn't color in the, that he didn't color in all the boxes. And... So his his machine was kind of rejecting or prompting him to say, your ballot's awfully incomplete. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. But then Miss Shirley, bless her heart, she's over there trying to assist, being a great poll worker that she is. But then she's doing this thing like if you walk in the room and someone's changing clothes, like you cover your yeah. eyes and go, I'm not looking. I'm not looking at your ballot. I can't see your paper, but I need. And so that was a, a funny experience yesterday. But uh, smooth polling, uh, as far as I know, in local. Locally and across the state, it was uh, it was a smooth election process. Secretary of State Michael Adams says that normally when it's quiet, that means light voter turnout, and it wasn't light voter turnout yesterday. It was uh, pretty heavy voter turnout for really no more than was on the ballot than was uh, nationally. Uh, well, so so Morgan McGarvey, no brainer, uh, gets elected from Kentucky third to remain the lone uh, Democrat serving Congress. From Kentucky, Rand Paul is uh, reelected. 
He had his uh, victory speech last night in Bowling Green. The rest of the country, though, I just got to tell you, um, I think we learned a lot yesterday about what the next two years is going to look like from as it sets up for 2024. This was the first election since the January 6th incident in our nation's capital, and it showed. The January 6th incident was on the ballot yesterday. There were a lot of people that were punishing those people that condoned, were on the periphery of, or the election deniers. Election deniers did not do well at all in our nation yesterday, and I think that should be revealing. If you're a conservative Republican, uh, moderate Republican, however you want to classify yourself, the further you can distance yourself from Donald Trump, the better it will be. And he's going to figure out how to suck up oxygen out of the room. He's already dangling. Oh, we're going to need this. We're going to make this announcement. And our nation cannot put up with that. And your party cannot put up with that for two years. You can end up, you can have Trump-era policy without Trump because he didn't invent any of them. The principles that he used were not crafted by Donald J. Trump. They were incorporated by leaders previously in our country. And so you're just going to get more of what you got yesterday if you stay on the Trump train. In a in a time which you, there should have been a bigger red wave, there was not. And it's, uh, it's Trumpism and it's the overturning of Roe that did it yesterday. In a day when the economic... When the economy is awful and should have ruled the day for what we've been through the last two years, Roe and Trump are what prevented the red wave yesterday. So the sooner you get away from him, the better. The constitutional amendments in Kentucky, did they both fail? Two has definitely failed. Two definitely failed. One is still kind of up in the air. Uh, I think it is leaning towards failing. I think that two, one of the things that, you know, if you look at two locally, it passed about like some of the other, uh, about like some of the other races did on party split. But when you get, so um, Mayor Green, uh, Craig Greenberg's candidacy in Louisville actually helped, helps turn down constitutional amendment two. And here's why, is that he's kind of a leader in democratic politics. He was elected mayor in Louisville. So while people were there to vote for him, they also said, well, I can vote no on constitutional amendment two. So in the more metropolitan areas of the state, that's where the biggest concentration of no votes on amendment two were, and that helped carry the day. I think So it's a statewide issue. I think you flipped those. Excuse me? I think you flipped those. I think the amendment motivated some to come out and vote in Louisville. For Craig and, Greenberg. And Craig Greenberg well, got, the, uh, got the pat on the back and said, congratulations, you're now the mayor. Sure, but to be clear, there was really nothing else for a lot of Democrats to show up for because, yes, we'll vote for Charles Booker, but, you know, it was like, well, that doesn't Louisville, really, you had more that doesn't really get us out that there. Did. That's where I guess the majority of those probably, uh, probably came from. So it will... Um, <clears throat> but you know, Morgan McGarvey is, Matt Jones was saying, huge UK fan. So you get a massive UK fan now in Congress. Well, also Craig Greenberg, uh, he literally took a bullet to get that job. Uh-huh. You know? so He did. Well, he, he was shot at. Uh-huh. I don't guess he was well, actually I mean, it, hit, was he? It, it, grazed, it, uh, his, grazed, grazed his sweater. Oh, I'm not diminishing uh-huh. it at all, but I don't, I don't think my statement of actually took a bullet is truly uh-huh. accurate. He, he was a target to become uh, mm-hmm. mayor. 
All right. Um, I guess we'll know more in the coming days on what's happening in Georgia and how that's going to how that's going to shake out. It's going to be an interesting few days and potentially a few weeks. A Hart County man has been uh, arrested for killing a Glasgow man during an altercation on Monday. State police are investigating the shooting that occurred on Eve Highway between Magnolia and Hardyville. Happened on Monday evening. State police said the preliminary investigation indicates 62-year-old Dennis Wayne Wells of Magnolia was in a verbal altercation with 31-year-old William Keller of Glasgow and Wells brandished a firearm, shot Keller multiple times in the chest. Keller was transported to Baptist Health Harden, then airlifted to University of Louisville Hospital. The bourbon trail is getting a little more concentrated. There's going to be a new distillery in Beaverdam. The Western Kentucky Distilling Company is planning a distillery and warehouses in Ohio County. The company will invest nearly $22 million and create 35 full-time jobs with the distillery and warehouses in Beaver Dam. The project has the potential to grow with a second phase. The first phase includes construction of a facility on 64 acres down in Ohio County, and the facility is scheduled to become operational next May. I'm curious if this is going to turn into... I, I still love every time I drive up the Bluegrass Parkway, there's about 14 more. Yeah, every time you uh, look, there's another... Uh, Rick House? Are those big? Are bar- those big? Oh, is what they're called? Are they, I'm not called really they, sure. Are they called Rick Houses? I just the barrel places. That's yeah, just what I, um, there are Bards, Bardstown Bourbon. I think is that one that they're right off that you see right as you're going through Bardstown. On how the right. long will it be before there's uh, in every county uh-huh. across the horizontal moving uh, on, major Grayson. highways uh, will 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 there be a distillery? I don't I don't know how long it'll it'll take for that to happen. May never happen, but you um, it extends. It, it certainly extends the bourbon trail to the west, in my mind, you know, in running uh, running east to west. The University of Kentucky student accused of physically assaulting a black student worker while repeatedly using racial slurs will withdraw from the school, according to her lawyer. <laughs> Sophia Rosing, who is a senior set to graduate in May, will seek help for the issues she has, according to Fred Peters, her spokesperson and attorney. Uh, attorney Rosen can be heard using racial slurs throughout the video, and a police report says she continued to use derogatory language after being taken into custody. So, it is um, it's a sad. Com- I mean, it it is a tough situation when a young person uh, on their worst day and they make a decision that they go in this day and age, you go viral. If I'd done something dumb when I was, you know, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, or whatever, it's not that I wouldn't have been <laughs> scrutinized or there wouldn't be you wouldn't suffer consequences, but it didn't go national and international and this is the this is the world that young people are living in now and so i i and, I, I do have some and i think in this situation it might be for the best yeah i mean showing someone's true colors that's kind of what she said too you know she said that you know she's going to seek help and i will presume that uses you know it includes counseling or a better understanding for why it's not okay to act that way they had a big uh march or um it's not vigil is not the rally. right word because I guess rally and, you know, yesterday on on campus. And so it was, you know, it's been a it's been kind of a trying few days on the campus there sorting through all that. But it looks like she will no longer be a student at the University of Kentucky. And l- let's hope we never hear anything about her ever again for her sake. Let's just let her go on and try and, you know, fix what she can improve in herself and just go on and lead a productive life and make amends and do whatever she needs to do. And that'll be 
that'll be okay. So there you go. There are the headlines for today. Look back on Election Day. We also need to say uh, thanks to uh, Clerk Willis for uh, helping yesterday and letting our crew kind of uh, take over and help relay some results to you. And we appreciate their uh, hospitality always. And apparently Deputy Mudd, too, for throwing the... He was. He was, he was the, the deliverer. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> He's the town crier. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way here on In the Know. Today is World Freedom Day. It began in 2001 to commemorate the 1989 fall of the Berlin Wall. It is also National Scrapple Day today. Similar in both composition and taste. I just it's been the last couple of years that I learned what Scrapple was. Mm-hmm. It is scraps of pork combined with cornmeal and spices. I've not had any, but I think I would be okay. I think it sounds, I think it sounds. It's, it's, I mean, my mom, they would have it sometimes when they grew up, I know, I think. Yeah. In, in West Virginia. Is it kind of like breakfast meatloaf? I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Getta's better. But it's got some cornmeal in it. So I don't I would try it. I haven't had it. I don't know if it's considered a delicacy or a. You know, well, you're, you're really, when you're hard up, you have Scrapple. I don't know. I mean, I think it's in the eyes of the beholder. We are not putting Scrapple in our boxes today. Um, let's um, let's get to, is this nine? Day number nine of thankful giving. We'll be placing items into our boxes to uh, donate to the Grayson County Alliance at the end of the month. There are 27 different items. There are 27 days. We're on day number nine. Yesterday, you put your tuna in a pouch in. Mm-hmm. Uh, ours was, was it lemon pepper? Is that Correct. what it was? Yes, it's lemon three. pepper. Mm-hmm. And then today is dessert mix. Yes. So different dessert mixes that we're going to throw in. So, and looks like a variety. Yes. We have peanut butter cookie mix. We have chocolate chip cookie mix. And <clears throat> for fun... We have Galaxy Cupcake Mix. Galaxy Cupcake Mix. Okay. Uh, if you don't mind, pull your microphone closer to you. Thank you. Okay. Um, so. Um, Got too much stuff over here. Yeah, it's hard to maneuver in that area. Sam, which one of these three would you like? Well, this one's the closest to me, so I'll take the, Oh, wait. Can I take the peanut butter from you? Yeah, you can take you? the peanut butter. Oh, yeah, you can yeah, take you can have, no. you can, And I'll, I'll have whichever one you don't want, honey. I don't care. Okay. I'll have the chocolate chip cookies just since they're lighter and they're in a okay. pouch. All right. okay, and they're so. closer to you, right? Yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. I, to be truthful, I was eyeing the chocolate chip cookie mix mm-hmm. to begin with, so I, I'm going to like this. And then you got the Galaxy Cupcake yeah. cup, cup yeah, Kit. Yeah, so if right. somebody has children or Wonderful. whatever. Okay, they're going in our boxes okay. uh, that we'll present end of the month. Tomorrow, I'm going to give you a – so just give you a little hint, applesauce. Pork chops and applesauce. No, just the applesauce for tomorrow. <laughs> Please and don't put pork chops in your box. Don't put pork chops in there. They won't. Uh, they won't. They won't survive the box very well. I mean, and cougar, so, cougar band pork chop. I, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, we don't want to have to preserve it to the level. I mean, of, if you do it on the twenty seventh, though, I mean. If you want to add that in as a bonus item on mm-hmm. the 27th, then you can take make that up. Sure with the, you can take that up with the colonel. Well, if you're going to do that, make sure you bring me the box mm-hmm. because I will be pulling those out. Yeah, that's true. That would that would help. To Friday, so we're about, you know election day is behind us. Friday is Veterans Day, and you know we'll be commemorating Veterans Day on Friday. But I did also want to kind of take an opportunity to mention that as you prepare uh, yourself. For Friday, 
Veterans Day isn't always easy for veterans. And on Memorial Day, obviously, we pay tribute to those who gave the ultimate sacrifice in service of our nation. But on Veterans Day, it's for anyone who has ever served. And there is a potential for survivor's guilt or there's being uh, uh, remembering the atrocities of some of the things that people who have served our country have seen that they would prefer to forget. So just be... Just be aware and considerate and be prepared to be supportive when you can. I know that the last couple of years have been harder for the schools to have Veterans Day uh, ceremonies because of COVID. But I'm hoping that those uh, are able to resume this year because I love seeing all the photography. And the thing that I like the most about it is young people in our schools have the opportunity to then see those generations and see those servicemen and women who have served in defense of our nation at some point and be able to understand why it's important that they, important that they know that history. So just be prepared for Veterans Day coming up on uh, Friday. And remember that it's not Sometimes we have a tendency, you know, it's parades and it's banners and it's, and some veterans would just prefer to forget and just kind of be aware of that. I ran across a list yesterday of the world's least popular, also known as most annoying things that people say. Not my list. Okay, because I'm guilty of some of these, and I hear others use them, and I don't find, and I'm not necessarily overly critical of them, but collectively as a society, we've identified some of the following things on Ask Reddit, the sentence only used by annoying people, according to them, not according to me. Mm-hmm. Did I absolve myself of this well enough that they we'll know it's not, it's not me? <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, but... Mm-hmm. I love you, but I don't mean to be rude, yeah. but it's common sense. Mm-hmm. I wish it were common sense, <laughs> but it isn't always. Let's disagree. Let's agree to disagree. Sometimes that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. No offense, but <laughs> the, I love you, but yep. Yeah. Basically anything where there's a butt but, attached mm-hmm. at the end, you know, okay, there's something else coming here. It's just a joke. Mm-hmm. You intended it as a joke. I didn't take it that way. Mm-hmm. I didn't find it funny. You can't just excuse it away by saying it was just a joke. Mm-hmm. But I will. I do know of instances where jokes or barbs are being thrown and then somebody crosses the line and they go, oh, that was too. That punch was too much, and then and then the person says, well, it was just a joke. Yeah, well, you need to consider that when you set off on your joke exchange, that somebody may cross the line. Let's unpack this. So that's come up. Rick Rick uses that phrase a lot now. There's lots to unpack, and it's a more recent addition to the vernacular and I understand what it means we got a lot to get to but it can easily become a crutch do you know who I am (laughs) if you have to ask the answer is probably no no. it is what it is 
Sometimes that's just all you can say because you know why? It is what it is. Yes, I agree. Again, this list is from Reddit. This is not my list. Well, actually, (laughs) that's pretty common. Yeah. Welcome to my world. Yeah, you'll hear that one. Smile. This. You know, people, they make a statement like online and they say this. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh Uh-huh. It's all good. It's all good. I probably have said that one. I mean, several times. I've said that one. A lot of these. It's all good. (coughs) That's problematic. We have Fauci Mm. to thank for that one, and that I enjoy the word problematic a lot. I don't know that Fauci gets that that one. I think was prior to Fauci. I think it existed. I think Fauci put it into frequent parlance because that's problematic. We're throwing a gender reveal party. I'm over gender reveal parties, by the way. <laughs> Never been to one. I'm over them. I need to speak to the manager. <laughs> Not to play devil's advocate, but uh-huh. no, that's exactly what you're doing. You're playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to have that, by the way. Uh-huh. You don't really have to excuse it. But it is helpful to explain to someone, all right, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Trust the science. <laughs> And, again, not my list. And then full stop. I've been seeing that more recently. Like, I saw it on that U.K. story. The influencer company that employed that young lady, they they basically uh, admonished her for her behavior. And at the end, just put full stop. Mm-hmm. Well, when I hear full stop, that sounds like, to me, old telegram talk. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> bridge blows up. Stop. Send help. Stop. You know, that sounds like. Telegraph stuff. What does that mean, full stop? It's like, I think, stop, like it's just done kind of thing. I don't know. I thought As stop. to rolling stop? I thought I mean, stop I do a was lot pretty, of rolling stop. I thought stop was pretty definitive. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I mean, you're right. California stop, rolling stop, but full stop. Yeah. Karen talking points. <laughs> so there's your, there's your list. All right. So I got something in the mail yesterday. Um. And I think it's widely known on the show that I have that a large percentage of my stock holdings are tied up in Twitter. Would you get a message from Twitter? <laughs> Is that obvious? Isn't it pretty obvious? Like I've never I've never hidden the fact. Like I am a Twitter shareholder. And of all the stocks I own, a very large percentage of them of of all the publicly Ke- traded stocks very, that I own, a huge percentage of them very, are very Twitter stocks. Very keyword stock. though is shareholder. Yes, right. I, I, uh-huh. you, I will not argue the fact. And I have been no, I've been very forthright that as the Elon Musk deal with Twitter was coming into focus, I really thought Elon and I could do great things for the platform. So. I I think we've accomplished a lot in a very short period of time. Now, clearly he owns more shares than I do. Without a doubt. I'm not I'm not claiming to be on equal footing with Elon. I'm just saying is he's this, a shareholder, I'm a shareholder. Is this your blue check mark? Well, that's what I'm wondering. See, you don't you don't see this much anymore. You don't see this color of envelope anymore. Okay? <laughs> you, it, it's that it's that 
uh, <clears throat> b- it's that brown paper. It's brown you know? pa- it looks like a brown paper bag, like That's you're right. taking your lunch and, to school. And so, by the way, I just want to say right there, so you can see if you're watching, it says Twitter right there, Twitter Incorporated right at the top. I feel a little bit like Ralphie's dad. This could be a major award. Mm-hmm. I've not opened it. <laughs> could this be congratulations on your blue check mark? Could it be a check for my shares? Oh, dear. Could it be an invitation to a board of directors meeting? What could it be? I, I don't know. Shall is, I is, open it? Is yes, it a, Is it please. a leg, leg lamp? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Listen, it could be. I, it's, hope, it could well, be I have one. It could I be a bowling alley. Yeah. I mean, it could be a. It could be a, a deed. This is, yes, it could definitely be a, a live a, opening. It could, it could be the deed to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Could it be? See, what does it say? <laughs> oh. You seem paid. It is a check. Paid to the order it, it, it is a, Yeah, it says, pay, it says pay, pay to the order. It's a check for all of my Twitter stock. <clears throat> okay. see, I, no, don't disclose all those I'm shares that I have because all of a sudden we'll become listen, a target. There's a reason I, I'll probably, that I I'll, get to see this. I, I'm, I may get mugged on the street today if we show mugs <laughs> on the... So but, does that mean you're no... Or if you don't deposit it, is I'm, it still is, yours? I'm going to have to talk to my financial advisor. Yes. Get your dad on the line. I'm going to have to talk to my to my wealth planning advisor and figure out where we're going to invest. I feel a little bit, you know, like the guy who's holding the Powerball ticket from yesterday where the billions of dollars were paid to him. I kind of know how it feels right now and where I'm, but this is Elon's way of getting me to go away. It is. I'm not going to sell my one Twitter share. <laughs> right? I can't, I don't know. I would now I have Return to decide to if, I, if I'm going to rip, rip this check up or not. Find out. <laughs> hey, your chance to win tickets if you want to see the Judge Tribute to Lincoln Jamboree this weekend. we got tickets for you with the water cooler question coming right up here on In the Know. Did you know a cricket can't hear its own chirping? Well, I can that, hear it. That makes sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It, it almost has to be that way. If you knew you were that annoying, you'd stop doing it. You would think. Yeah. But there are people. That's true. This is, this is one of my songs here. There are human crickets. Yes. 76 sack butts right here. Doesn't have the same. I don't know. That's the, the alliterative property. Go, 76 sack butts is maybe 20, better than trombone. Does he go to Iowa or Nebraska or where is it? See, I don't know. It was it's, just technically in the mid. It was obviously in the Midwest. Uh-huh. But was it? I don't know that they ever identify it by state. I mean, it's River City. Uh-huh. We got trouble right here in River City, and that starts with T. And that run. Okay, here's today's uh, water cooler question. The water cooler question is returning because we have an opportunity for you to go to the Lincoln Jamboree on Saturday night for the Judd's tribute. We have tickets for two of you. I think tickets are like sixty something or so. Anyway, a great evening of entertainment. I think it's a. Uh, Full evening of entertainment, too. We'll get you more details later. But if you'd like to go to the Lincoln Jamboree, text your answer to 270-259-6000. Text your answer to 270-259-6000. Here's the question. 45% of women admit they base their impression of another woman on this. 45% of women admit they base their impression of another woman on this. Text the answer to 270-259-6000. Gosh, this could be... 
it, for it, your chance to win. Which one would, would she be in the 45% or the 55% do you think? Uh, this wouldn't be number one for her, I don't think. I, don't think, I think this might be top five, but I don't think mm. it's top one. Well, top five, I'm sure you could probably come up with a list of top five. Uh, I mean, I have, yeah, quite the list rolling around in my head. Yeah. But if you're watching me on screen, I'm having a really hard time with my hair today. So. Your, your pony and your headphones well, are, yeah, are fighting are, for the same real estate. Yes, they really are. Your pony's kind of on the top it, of your head. More is. Pebbles Flintstone today yeah. than pony. Well, it's just I'm not sure nuts. you could have much better weather, though, to be inside of the Lincoln Jamboree than Saturday. You know, it'll be nice. I mean, considering it's going to be a little chilly outside, it'll be yeah. good to be inside and watch a show. Warm. Uh-huh. Because you know why, Sam? Love can build a bridge. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there'll be somebody there who's a grandpa. And he'll even tell you about the good old days if you want him to. Text your answer to 270-259-6000. Text the answer to 270-259-6000. All right. Let's get into a couple of other things here while we uh, figure out our winner for today. Um... Oh, here's the list right on cue. Here's the list of people that are leaving Twitter. So this may help decide whether I want to cash in my big fat check or if I want to leverage my check into free blue check mark for some number of period of time. Mm-hmm. Fair? Okay. All right, but here's the list of people who have said they're leaving Twitter. Uh, Amber Heard. Uh, she's anti-Johnny Depp. I'm fine without her. Uh, Ken Olin. The guy that uh, produced This Is Us, he was also starred in 30-something. Uh, Tony Braxton, didn't know she was on it. Shonda Rhimes, didn't know she was on it. Taya Leone, I loved you in Madam Secretary, but I could think I can live without your tweets. I don't recall one. Sarah Bareilles, Alex Winter, Mick Foley, oh, he played Mankind in WWE. I did see him. He left Twitter, and then he came back to make one last additional statement, so he was grandstanding on his way out the door. Uh, Ellen Pompeo, Grey's Anatomy, Gigi Hadid, Whoopi Goldberg. I don't know if I can live without Whoopi. That may be where we have to cross the line and go, well, come back, Whoopi. Laura Benanti and Rob Reiner. Meathead? I can live without Meathead. I'm fine. But see how see how it goes. I mean, Sam loved Twitter so much he even changed his handle the other day. I did, but I'm a, I'm a little worried Elon, he's, he's not. I'm not liking what he's... You're not? No, no. You got a different experience than you did before? Huh, it's, it, I don't know. It's just I'm, I'm not liking what it's, what's going down. Judge Judy says that her former neighbor, Justin Bieber, is scared to death of me. I love it. So Bieber, <laughs> when, they, when he was younger and maybe not so um, grown up, mm-hmm. they lived in the same neighborhood and apparently <laughs> had some unneighborly feelings toward one another and she was interviewed on something and said that Justin Bieber is scared to death of her. Listen, there are a bunch of people scared to death of yes. her. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean she's she's got I love she's, her. she's got a tremendous <laughs> a tremendous bite. Um, so, <laughs> and Alanis Morissette explains why she canceled her Rock Hall of Fame performance, but then doesn't really explain why she didn't. I'm not sure. You know, why she didn't? Oh, that uh, but is not a flattering not, photo. She, no, it's not. Not uh, Sam. What's the Bengals' tweet? So the Bengals got flexed out of Sunday Night Football, mm-hmm. 
and they found that out yesterday that the uh, Bengals and your favorite uh, Pittsburgh Steelers will no longer be playing primetime week 11. And so they, the Bengals issued a statement. What was their statement? Joe, it was a, from Joe Burrow a couple of years ago. He pretty much said, I don't care if we played 6 a.m. in the middle of the field. Oh, I, I see. Was, okay. was his thing. All right, so that's what it was. Uh, and I like it because the Bengals don't play well. They've lost, I think, 24 of 25 road primetime games. So you're fine? Yeah. You're and fine I mean, with flexing out of it? And I'm not saying this just as a bitter Bengals fan. They did it because the Steelers are not good this year, and they wanted to put two good teams on instead of just one. I got one. it. All so right. That's, that's Honey, what's number one on your list over there of things women judge uh, uh, other women on? <laughs> the, what's top the number of, one, and it's probably because I was fooling with mine, was hair. Okay. What's two? Oh, that's the first one I put. Significant other. That's Significant the other. One what's three? Shoes slash clothes. 9,009 knew it was shoes. 9,009 new shoes. So congratulations, 9,009. You are going to the Lincoln Jamboree for the Judd's Tribute on Saturday night. We'll get with you on how to work out your tickets. So congratulations to you. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Finish it up for the morning. You're on Human Know. MB's Point to Ponder for today. All right, so let's do this in stages. I, gotta, I need a setup question first. How many times in your life have you seen a snail or a slug? I wouldn't even know where to go. Yeah, I mean, okay. plenty of times. All right. Plenty of times, but it's not not a daily occurrence. No. No, say. but I mean, it's not it like I've It depends I've never... on the time of year, though, and okay. where you live. Right. Have you ever seen a snail or slug arrive? Every time in my life... That I've ever seen a snail or a slug, it was just there. Uh, no, I've I've seen one. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it was going to its final destination. Like it <laughs> arrived at its final destination, I, but I I've seen one in motion going. I toward... didn't really get down there and ask it. <laughs> when I lived in Clarkson, where are they going? Where are they being? Um, Did you ask SpongeBob? <laughs> No, I did not. When I lived in Clarkson, there were a lot of slugs. Um, and uh, yeah, there's one my, in Brownsville. My, uh, yeah, that's true. And and Miss Debbie, um, my roommate, uh, could not stand slugs. Okay, and birds. And birds. <laughs> so or slug eating birds. She would make up a little. Um, container of whatever it was i know what it was but uh, and uh, yeah well yeah. beer works um and yes i've seen them arrive to that huh. now it's just chickens and clarkson <laughs> it's just, well just, just we may have eradicated <laughs> all the slugs yeah I uh, I just was thinking about like anytime <laughs> so I've seen a slug, to me. I've seen them move, but like I was never sitting outside and just you know enjoying the day and looked off in the distance at twenty feet away and go, well there comes a slug down the sidewalk. Like I just saw, there's a slug, there's a snail. Just don't they just are there? I've never seen one. I mean, I I, I guess because we were baiting them. I don't know. Yes, I think that probably had something, something <laughs> to do with it. And, and, and to be fair, to be clear, they don't bother me. I was not, I mean, yes, I was a part of it. I was really a bystander. So hold hold on to your email, PETA. Yes, had nothing exactly. To do with, uh, had nothing to do with her. On television tonight, on ABC, the 56th annual CMA Awards, I think Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning are the hosts. That might be all right. I'll pass. 
I mean, I probably won't watch it. I'm just saying I think Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning probably do a pretty good job. I'd watch for Peyton, but... Survivor, an amazing race on CBS tonight, and on Fox, The Masked Singer. Kind of a... It's a slow TV night, I guess. Yeah, Unless I mean, you like the reality. There's no baseball, and if you don't like NBA, it's like kind of a rough Maybe there's rough some sports action time. tonight. Yeah. The other should... There, probably. Sure, we'll find some bluey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1989, if you know, you know. Communist East Germany threw open its borders, allowing citizens to travel freely to the West. In 1620, the passengers and crew of the Mayflower sighted Cape Cod. I think it's been documented that when they did, they went, nice architecture. In, if you know, you know. If uh, 1970, former French President Charles de Gaulle died at age 79. Oh, he's just chilling over there. Yeah. He didn't hear hurt nobody. I don't bother him either. Oh, you got one of those bugs over there? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. In As 2016. He's, he's over there. He's in his, his place. In 2016, Hillary Clinton conceded the presidential election to Republican Donald Trump, saying it was painful and would be for a while. Yeah, I think it still is today. Uh, Whitey Herzog is 91 today. Lou Ferrigno is 71. He played the original Incredible Hulk on television. He was also on Two and a Half Men. His son is on SWAT. Rapper Salt and Peppa is 58. You wondered why I played Push It earlier today. Mm. Salt and Peppa's, wow. uh, Peppa's birthday. Nick Lachey is 49. Cincinnati's own. Cisco is 44 today. Oh. Hmm. Gone but not forgotten, Hedy Lamar in 1914, Spiro T. Agnew in 1918, Carl Sagan in 1934, Bob Gibson, born in 1935. Honey, you were standing right by the Bob Gibson statue back in August when we were in St. Louis. Oh, okay. Who knew? Apparently you, did. <laughs> you didn't at the time, but I'm reminding you. I know you were because I was. All right, chart toppers. 1950. The Weavers and Goodnight Irene. I always wondered where the phrase Goodnight Irene came from. Sometimes I live in town. Goodnight Irene. Jump in the river and drown. That's a little ominous. <laughs> Does he not like Irene? Or maybe he's smitten with Irene and she has rebuffed his affections? I don't I don't know. Sure. Nineteen fifty nine, the fleet lights were number one. The day you said no. Mr. Blue. And his silver turn. Need to put him and the Irene guy together. They're both in the same think, uh, similar mood. I think they ended up this ended up having a part in Breaking Bad. This song did Mr. Blue. I think if you get to the chorus, I think so. Huh. The Ozark Mountain Daredevils call him Jackie Blue. Ooh, uh-huh. Jackie Blue. I think it was in one of the episodes. Because, I mean, this is not a spoiler. The Obviously, he's a meth cook, and the meth he cooks is blue. Yeah. 
Uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes, 68, Love Child. It's probably used in an episode of China Beach or something along the line. Then they use they use a lot of the sixties and Motown stuff in the China Beach. My dad show. loved China Beach. That's such an odd thing for my dad. Yes. Let's go to Heatway and Boogie Nights, number one in seventy-seven. Bell bottoms. I mean, hey. Long digging up bones. Oh. 1986. And I went through Randy jewelry, Travis, number one. And I found our wedding. The president ring. from National Treasure. I put mine on the finger. <laughs> oh, he is, isn't he? Uh-huh. Yeah. Boy, friend. he's had such a roller Across coaster this lonely life. Bedroom you know, jail, played the president, home. health issues, <laughs> successful music long. career. Interesting, as I probably know all the words. Oh, absolutely. So when I was a burger chef, and on my commute back to uh, Butler County with two T's, uh, this this was popular, and so was Hank Williams Jr.'s Born to Boogie. Don't even. Oh, that's been a day ago. All right, here you go. Yeah, but I was also listening to, you know, Tone Loke and everything else. I was driving the Model T back, right? Uh, no, I had an Edsel. <laughs> <laughs> Here's MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy and B, and now you're in the know.